Welcome back to another episode of Black Shadows Podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking with Raven Brooks, a.k.a. Rayo. You know, ever since the day I met her, her vibe's been hella dope. She gave, like, the best advice. She did my first tarot reading, which came out so accurate. And, you know, she a fellow Capricorn. So, you know, I asked her to sit down with me today and just talk about life. That's what we usually do. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Glad to be back. <laughs> yeah. How you been, man? I feel like I ain't talked to you in forever. Yeah, I know, right? I've been good. Um, <clears throat> just been, you know, focused on growing. You know what I mean? I've been really, um, I got my poetry book out now, you know, so yep. that that came to life. Oh, um, art there out in the yeah. <laughs> if y'all ain't got it yet, make sure y'all go to my website, theravensjourney.com. In the world of consciousness. Yes, in the world of consciousness. How how uh, did you come up on deciding to write a book and put it out? Well, I have been writing poetry for a really long time. Um, because when I was younger, you know, um, funny story, just a side story, just to give y'all some context. Mm-hmm. My mom told me one time when I was a kid, or what I used to do when I was when it was time to go to sleep. She used to tell me that I would come to her and say to her, like, "Mama, like, I can't, I can't go to sleep. My mind, it won't stop. Like, my mind is just racing. It keeps going. Like, my my thoughts don't stop." And she she would get so upset, you know, and just be like, "Go to sleep, Raven. Like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to tell you. Tell tell them to stop." <laughs> <laughs> and like I couldn't, you know. So that was kind of like writing was my outlet for that because you know my mom would be going a mile a minute and poetry was an outlet and as I got older I kind of realized that was uh it was therapeutic for my mental health you know what I mean yeah so you know I've been I can go back to notebooks that I had when I was 10 years old where I was writing in them whether it be technically poetry or not I was always writing my thoughts out and so um back in 2019 um I was you know taking like modeling up more serious Mm -hmm. and so when I took pictures out of each photo shoot I would post at least I would post three of the pictures from the photo shoot on Instagram um and when I would write those when I would post those pictures I would write a story or I would write a poem underneath them as the caption and so that's how that book came to be but I didn't plan like the original plan wasn't for it to be a book um it just happened that way because the poems were there and then I don't know, God just be working in my life because I, I was hosting an event one day and I had to improvise because it was, you know, just a little unorganized and I ended up doing a poem. Mm-hmm. There happened to be a publisher in the crowd and she came up to me afterwards and was like, Raven, I loved your poetry. Like, have you ever thought about writing a book? She was like, you really need to get your work out because your poetry really resonates. And I was like, wow, like I've thought about it, but, you know, I ain't never really know where to start. And so... Yeah me and her connected and we built that relationship and then we put it in put those poems that I wrote under my pictures and turn them into a book and that's how that came to be and then the title that was a title like I had been sitting on that for a minute like I actually have um I went on YouTube it was originally going to be like a uh a, a YouTube blog so I have some YouTube videos <laughs> and the title of the vlog was in a world of consciousness um so that came to me a while ago but I just felt like it was only right that I turned that into the book title. So yeah, yeah that's how it came about. 
Dang, it came kind of full circle, like just with, cause I I know I got names for titles and stuff, and I'm like I don't know where it's gonna go, but I've been holding on like ideas and stuff, and then when stuff started to work out like that, it's like oh this will be perfect, and right. it fits so perfectly with stuff like that, and that just be the craziest thing to me. I know, right? Like you never really know. It's just like when you constantly just kind of throwing ideas out there. It's, it's beautiful how things come back around because I, I really think it fits this more so than the vlog um, that I had going on. So, yeah, it's it's really, I don't know, it's just divine timing, you know? Yeah, man, like, yeah, it's it's crazy because I be like, literally every, every time we have a phone conversation, we might get on the phone like, oh, I'm just about to ask her something simple. Then it'd be like a whole two hour conversation about Capricorns and yeah, what's going on in your life? Same. Yep. Same. <laughs> right. I so promise. Every, time, every single time. <laughs> Dang. So like this last year with just COVID and everything, how has kind of life changed for you? Like during like the worst part of COVID, like when everything was really shut down, like what did you have to get adjusted to? Yeah. So I, I don't say this to sound insensitive, but like truly I received the the most blessings I ever have in my life during COVID. Like um, when everything was shutting down, I really took the time to myself and, and I really just, I just enjoyed myself. I enjoyed my own company. Um, I live in an apartment, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. so I was kind of just in my own zone and I, I feel like, if I had to label myself as an extrovert or an introvert, I would call myself an extroverted introvert. <laughs> Same. I think they, I think it's an ambivert maybe or something like that. Mm-hmm. But like, I just really like, I'm good with people. Like I enjoy being around people. To I love a certain public speaking. Yeah. But it's to a certain point. Like I literally have to recharge to be able to do that. And like, if I don't recharge, it's not good. And, and people can tell, and then it just makes it like worse. So, when COVID hit, it, I, in my mind, I'm like, man, like I gotta, I got, I can kind of keep it to myself, and I ain't gotta make no excuse. I ain't gotta, you know, explain myself. I ain't gotta, yeah. I can just go be in my own zone. And so with that, like, there was blessings back to back to back that that kept happening that literally shifted my life into a completely like elevated direction, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I, I had to take what I was doing more serious, mm-hmm. um, and and you know. Like I was working on the book during COVID uh, and then I got this internship um, at Bloomberg, Bloomberg News during COVID. And I got it because of COVID. Like I originally didn't get it because they were looking specifically for like, you know, journalists, journalists. And I only took journalism as a minor and it was new. And so I didn't expect to get it. But then when COVID broke out, I just happened to network with the right person at the right time. Prior to that, he reached out to me personally and was like, hey, you still looking for something over the summer? Um where we opened up more slots because of COVID. We're not going to be bringing people in person. So it'll be digital. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, wow, like, heck yeah. So I took that and that led me into what I'm doing now. Um, And so, you know, it's just, it's really interesting how things play out because it just made me realize where I was slacking and and Mm -hmm. in the place where I could do better. And then it also made me recognize like, what who what who and what is really important mm-hmm. to me and like what I really wanted became a lot more clear 
And so that was really the biggest thing. It was like 2020 brought 2020 vision when COVID hit for real. And like with the clarity that I received once COVID hit, it was, it was wild. And it made me just realize how important, you know, you know, focusing on, you know, handling, minding the business that pays you, but then also recognizing family and yeah. not just blood family, but like who is family to you, mm-hmm. whether it's really related to you or not. You know, it was just, I really opened my eyes to the importance of spending time with, you know, spending time with and loving on the people who love on you. Yeah. And, you know, that, that became a lot more, um, I became a lot more intentional about spending time with people that I, that care about me and that I really care about and putting the energy pouring into the people that pour into me. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, like, I feel like I'm starting to get to that zone of, like, the clarification and just appreciating mm-hmm. everything. I think I'm getting to that stage right now. But for the whole COVID, I was, like, stressed. Like, the beginning part of the COVID, I'm like, everybody's sitting at home. And I'm at work still. Everybody getting $900 yes, a week. And I'm at work still. <laughs> Look, riots going on. We got curfews to get in the house. But I get off after the curfew. Stressed. <laughs> like Yeah, see, and that's a lot. And see, that's that's why I said prior, like, I didn't say it to sound insensitive. Because, like, my situation was definitely different from yeah. a lot of people. And, like, I and I was seeing how it was stressing people out. And I, I want, you know, now that you mention it. My tarot card readings skyrocketed during COVID. I, I bet they did. And it was because of stuff like that. Like, I, I just wanted to be as therapeutic as I could and bring as many people pieces as I could because I recognized how many people were stressed out because of the situations that they were in because of COVID. And it blew my mind. Like, I was like, if I could be a light and bring lightness to people's lives during this time, then I'm doing the right thing because, like, it was crazy, you know? Like, it was crazy. It was really crazy. So, yeah, yeah. I can't imagine. Like, I can imagine like being at work. Like, bro. So there's a code for you, but I get off after it. Like, what are y'all? How does that even work? <laughs> yeah, and then it was like through just COVID. Like, like I was stressed maybe from like May all the way through like September. Then September all the way through like maybe February. I was going through a stage of you know just okay, like, I'm trying to move to California because there's a lot more opportunities out there. I'm trying to move. I'm trying to move. Like, I'm not trying to stay here. Like, I'm trying to move. And then, like, February, I got laid off. And um, then I was getting unemployment. So I moved out to L.A. for about a month. And when I went out there, I was not liking, like, the how people was treating each other. Yeah, just, the energy out there is different. Yeah. So I've heard yeah, it's a lot different, and it really showed me, like, this is not where you want to be. Like, you can come out and visit and work, but this is not where you want to be indulged in full time because yeah. it's going to really change you as a person, and just you're you're not going to be concerned about the quality because you're so stressed with just how you're treated, how you're going to pay rent. And my quality level of my photography and everything started to go down because it was like everybody was trying to put the videography thing on me. And that's really not where I wanted to be at. Like, I wanted to do it when I wanted to do it. Like, right. if I like, made a... But your own pace. Yeah. Like, like yeah. so I, when, when I was doing, like, BTS videos, like... I was doing that because nobody asked me and it was the best work 
But when I started to get asked and started to get paid for doing photos and videos, it was like tripping me up because it's like, yeah, even though somebody can do photos and videos, it's never supposed to be meant for somebody to do both uh, at the same time. Because it's like you can't focus all your energy on, on developing a specific craft. Like yeah. Right across so that it, yeah i can see that yeah that you, you can't do it so like my photos and my videos started coming out like shitty because it was kind of like um shoot like i'm sitting over here switching back from video camera to camera camera so it started going down and then once my quality started going down then it took me into like a depression where it was like damn like am i falling off or whatever and then i moved back here and from like Maybe about a month or two ago, I've been really just getting back in my bag, just being like, you know, now that I know California wasn't for me, now I'm all right with life. But I was holding so much, like, stress and being like, I want to be in California, I want to be in California, that I was making myself mad just being around North Carolina. And yeah, it's interesting, like, it's so interesting that you say that, because, like, that's that's part of, like, like I've experienced similar things with just as far as like the mental battles that mm -hmm. I be self sabotaging, man. Like yeah. it's why I write because it's like I realize how much my mind be playing tricks on me. And it's beautiful that you actually got to experience going out there and knowing like, okay, this ain't it versus just yeah. letting it stop on you forever. But that's the importance of trying things. And like I heard one time, uh, or I seen in a video, I can't remember where I seen it, but it really stuck out to me. It was explaining how you have to follow everything to its death, whether that be a fit like a like a spiritual death, an emotional death. You have to follow it. So, like in that example that you just said, you followed that California idea to its death. Like you went out there and you watched it die. And you was like, all right, yeah. And now you're good. Now you're focused. Now you're clear because you, it's dead now. You get what I'm saying? Like yeah. now you're you're not weighed down by that anymore because you 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 deaded it and then you let it go. And that people are so afraid of death. Whether it be physical, whether it be mental, spiritual, emotional, whatever, people are afraid of it. But you can't be afraid of it. It's necessary, you know. So I think that's powerful. Like I think it's really powerful. Yeah, I I really seen that it helped me because I was going to California like once, twice, every month, you know, and I was wow. spending money. And then when I finally got to sit there and indulge in it and be around it for a whole month, I realized like this is not what I want. Like. I like the genuineness of the people down south and right. you know they just trust your vision they don't try to sit here and you know use or abuse and so once I got back I really like said oh, okay like I'm I'm gonna do my own thing and I'm gonna have do my photography and my videos and people gonna sit here and travel to North Carolina where they're gonna be like let's fly her out and I can make splash in my own little pond, but I said California ain't for me to be living in because just the energy was just so off, and that was, like, the first time I ever felt it. So I was, like, so glad when it happened. And like I said, like, since I've been back since, like, April, like, I've been so good off of California. I ain't been pressed to go back, nothing. And, like, lately i just been kind of doing little stuff with, like, certain people to, like, get back in my creative photography stuff. Just so, like, next month or whatever, I can start, like, dropping 
but i haven't felt like this creative since maybe like it's been a minute like maybe last summer honestly and i'm just now getting back into the right zone where i'm like okay let's create again but i think i really had to take the california and i'm trying to find a job that pays me like it's like really you gotta be okay with i'm doing this just for me and that's what i told myself i said i'm only gonna shoot and just be doing stuff that i like shooting and then hopefully once i'm starting to do that it like the creativity comes back the the stuff that i really want to do just comes back to me naturally yeah, and I and I feel like it will just because like it's like like you said it'll come like it'll come back to you naturally because that's naturally what you want to do. And when you're doing something that you enjoy, you really are willing to like dive in and just make it make it yours. And like that's where the magic lies, just doing you and being you for you. Yeah, no pressure, just loving right. what you want to do. And, right. I mean, it it feels good right now, like. And like I said, once I start opening books back up for people to book, yeah. like I'm only going to take what I want to do. Because yeah. I see once you start taking any and everything, people come with different energies and just expect you to do everything that they say. You know, and you, you know just got to protect your peace with who it is you work with. Exactly. I was going to say that's part of the reason why I stopped promoting like tarot card readings. Like it, it really blows my mind how many people come to me asking like, Hey, do you still do readings? You still do readings? Cause it's like, I didn't realize how many people I was, you know, yeah, <laughs> touching it. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, it's the same thing. Like you gotta be mindful of the energies because if you're not protecting your space, you will get drained. And so, yeah, like I only do it when I feel like it's right. There's been times where I've refunded money because the energy was off. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, you gotta be really careful out here. It really is spiritual war. And like, it shows up in ways that you don't even, you don't even think about it. You can't even really put into words. Drains you know? your whole energy. Mm-hmm. To the point where you don't even want to do what you designed to do, you know? Yeah. And I was about to say, how did you get into tarot card reading? So, when I was in, I was in Georgia for uh, the semester, fall semester 2017. Mm-hmm. I went to Georgia for a semester right before I transferred to A&T. Um, and I, lay, I stayed in the downtown campus. And there was like a bunch of stores, like it was a strip basically that I stayed on. It was a bunch of different types of stores and like food places to eat. And it was all kinds of cool stuff. Um, It was downtown Columbus, Columbus, Georgia. And one day I was walking on the strip and I seen this bookstore that I had never noticed before. And it's funny because it made me think about Harry Potter when like the muggles couldn't see the magic store. <laughs> like for some reason it gave me that kind of energy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so um, when I went in there, I was kind of looking around and when I went to leave, I hadn't got anything. Excuse me. I hadn't got anything. But when I went to leave, um, the I remember the, the, the like desk thing that the register was sitting on was see-through. And there was a deck of tarot cards in there. And that was the only deck of cards um in there Mm -hmm. and i remember they were they were 22 dollars 
And I remember at the time, I did not have $22 to spend for real. Like, yeah. I had just left the school where I was playing ball, like, because um, I transferred to that school after my sophomore year. I had played ball in school for two years. So I was playing ball on scholarship. So I didn't have a job. And when I got there, I couldn't, like, I applied to, like, every every store on that strip. And not one <laughs> of them wanted to hire me. Like, not one. And so I really didn't have that $22. But I was like, something is telling me I need to buy these cards. Like, yeah, really ain't got it. I'm about them cards. <laughs> and so I did. And from there, like, I just started kind of like playing with them, I guess. Like I, I, there was an instruction deck or like an introduction deck for the cards that came or like pamphlet that came with the cards. And like, I would pull a card a day and just read what the pamphlet said the card meant. And it was weirdly accurate every time. Like, and I'm like, okay, what, you know, and I just kind of naturally just, you know, kept, utilizing the cards in my own life yeah and you know i was seeing how accurate it was and i just kind of you know just started to gain my own understanding based off of what the cards were showing me and reflecting how they were reflecting my energy in my life and then eventually um oh i remember exactly when it was it was when i was in greensboro october the next year Mm. uh pish posh had a mixer and I did my I did readings for people at the mixer. And that was the first time I did readings for somebody else or for other people on that type of scale. Like I might have done them for friends here and there. But I remember I was doing card and card readings for five dollars. <laughs> oh, my God. I made a, like I want to say I made like over two hundred dollars that Damn. day. Damn. Yeah. And I was exhausted. <laughs> getting it in. You right. was like, okay, I can't, I can't. <laughs> yeah, you feel me? And I, I didn't know they were going to be like that. Like, people just kept coming up to me. And I was like, sheesh, like, these are really work. Like, I had one girl, like, a couple, or one girl cried. One other person was like, yo, can I, can I, like, one person tipped me was like, you know what, hey, can you do a reading for, for, my, for my, my homie over here? Because, like, that, I don't know how you just ran my life like that. And I was blown away, like, <laughs> I was like, how is this happening? You know, I didn't know what I was doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I knew what I was doing instinctually, but I didn't know what I was doing. Like, I guess from an ego perspective, like I didn't realize how um, gifted I was with it until that day when mm-hmm. I was doing these three card readings for five dollars. I was exhausted, <laughs> and so from there, I just kind of knew, like, okay, if people crying, if people are this shot, like, this is something that I clearly need to be doing, like in some capacity yeah that, um, that you know it's it's the truth let me tell you it's the truth <laughs> like every time you have read my cards and i haven't had one in i don't even know like maybe over like a year and a half which we need to set up to have another one soon but every time you you've been dead on like everything like it just be crazy how you be like, you know, yeah, it's seeming like you're trying to go and do certain things. It's telling you go be <laughs> successful. <laughs> I'm like, golly. And it, it was, it would be like, we'll talk every time after the tarot card. Like, she'll just do it. And then we have a whole conversation after the fact about what resonated with me or like how did I know, you know, something was about to be good but it was like so crazy how spot on and like direct it was and you i was know like what? she she's good with the shits <laughs> and it's beautiful i love that because it's something that's like it found me you know like i i didn't 
it's um I've always been one to want to take my time with it because it's not like I had any like I don't know it was really just guidance from God guidance from spirit it wasn't no outside external you know God that I had so I was like you know just really walking on my own path with it so it makes me happy to be able to help people because it really does just come from my heart like I really just be speaking what's on my heart and I haven't had one person tell me it wasn't <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that, that, that means baby. tell you go ahead you know <laughs> do it full time because that's like you're out here like basically you're reading people's lives and like i remember when i first met you you was we was talking about like religion versus like spirituality Mm -hmm. and you was saying how like you know with tarot card reading it helps you like get a little bit of confirmation that helps you yeah, because it's like you already know these things. I'm I'm never speaking on things that people don't already know. Yeah, I'm just telling you what the cards are showing me, mm-hmm. and I'm just showing up as like because it's energy. Like nothing in this life is a coincidence. Everything is math. So if the card came out, it came out, and it's for a reason. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's kind of like the things that I see and I speak on. It's the reason the cards came out. And they're only aligning with the energy of the situation. That's all that they can do because mm-hmm. everything is frequency. Everything is energy. I just happen to be the, the the messenger. You feel me? Like I'm just the person that's speaking on what the cards are showing. And it's crazy that like, you know, it seems like I'm the person doing it, but it's like, it's not me. It's literally just spirit utilizing, Yeah. you know, the cards and me. You know, to to get a message across to somebody that they already know, like they feel it, they sense it, mm-hmm. but like that external validation sometimes helps. And and I've always said, you know, I I don't ever want people to just feel like they need need me. Like I want people to realize that, like, see, you knew this, so yeah. why did you come to me? You know what I'm saying? Um, but like a lot of people, like with me, it's like I like. It's it's very peaceful to like, like, cause you be like, am I tripping and why not? And then you'll say everything that I was thinking, and be like, wow, okay, so maybe I don't really need to overthink that. Maybe I just really need to go with the flow because I'm I'm one that will overthink getting two picks or some shit like something so simple, and I will sit here, you know, and just going towards what you be saying it's just like okay maybe i should think more about this and less about that because that is right there and i can't really change nothing about it but also let me tap into this part or that part and this shit helps out a lot because like i said i overthink about everything which is so annoying but like the clarity is just like clarification is just crazy to me yeah, and that's beautiful because I'm one. I I'm like that too, or I can be. I'm working on being better about that because it's it's like we spoke on earlier. It's really just a form of self sabotage. So, you know, I think I think it's really important for people to realize like the 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 places that you feel like you struggle the most, or that like you feel like you had to really overcome something. That's typically where your gifts lie, and you know you were designed to go through that so that you could help other people get through it. And so, like, to hear you say that, you know, like, the clarity that comes with it is, like, beautiful and it helps you with your overthinking. Like, that that really, 
that really like I needed to hear that because it helps me to recognize that I'm helping people in a place where like I felt like I didn't necessarily have the help I needed. So I think that's that's like thank you for for sharing that like that because I needed to hear that, you know. Yeah, nah, definitely. Like you definitely have a gift that I I haven't seen anybody our age tap into. Like I I know a lot of people that um that goes to like youtube to do like those little daily tarot card readings or whatever mm-hmm. but you're definitely the first person that do it and it's it comes effortlessly like you just really just be speaking through everything like just yeah like let me tell you this and then it's like even at the end you don't sit here and be like so yeah what's up so that dark cloud what was that about you'll be like yeah here's your stuff and if you want to talk about it <laughs> we here right but... just let me know you know we can go as deep as you want <laughs> <laughs> but you don't sit there and like either try to you know sit and be nosy or nothing like you're just like hey here's the information you know i hope that gets you somewhere or you understand it but um it's just, I don't know, it's a really dope experience. And she does it through, what, FaceTime, uh, yeah, phone call? I've actually, been doing, um, I've actually, lately, I've been doing voice memos, too. So that kind of helps, like, <clears throat> excuse me, it helps with, like, the convenience of it all, in a sense. Like, somebody doesn't feel comfortable being on FaceTime, or if they don't want to do a phone call, or if it just seems that neither one of us can get on the phone. I'll do a voice memo where I just pull the cards and I do the voice memo. And I actually like that personally the most Mm -hmm. because just like, like you said, how it's like the information is just kind of on the table. I'm saying. So I like that because it's like the information is out there. If you want to hop on the phone and talk about it some more, we can. A lot of people just text me back and forth, you know, so it opens like that door up too, where we can just text back and forth about what, what was said. And like, it gives people also the chance to just go back and listen to it whenever they're ready. And so I think I may, like, if I ever do, which I'm sure it'll come back around like everything does, because I do want to get back into it, um, like, more consistently. But if I do, I'm probably just going to strictly do voice memos because I think that makes more sense, yeah. at least right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so, yeah. Yeah, and y'all Rayo have- about to give me a reading <laughs> live yeah. on the podcast. I ain't it's had so one in over a year and a half. Because we did this a while back, too. When it was... Yeah. Uh, KC and them. Yeah. Yeah. At the very beginning, that had to be like two years ago. That was my first tarot card reading ever with Rayo. <laughs> That's so beautiful. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm sitting here. I'm like, dang, I wonder what my car is talking about now. <laughs> Right. We so what kind of different decks do you do again? Yeah, so and I'm glad you asked. So I have um so there's tarot cards and there's oracle cards. And oracle cards are more of a like um like some of them oracle cards are different depending on like who makes them, but tarot cards all have the same premise. So like tarot cards all have the four suits and the major arcana, um, the major and minor arcana, but oracle cards are just made based off of how the person that made him wants him to be. So, like, for example, I have a secret language of animals. Oracle deck. I have a um, divination of the ancients oracle deck. And then I have a goddess oracle deck. 
And honestly, we can mix the uh, mix the two. Do you just do any of those Oracle decks sound like interesting to you? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Rayo, pick for me. <laughs> okay, I got you. Okay. <laughs> I got you. I'm like, um, I don't know. I don't know. Oh yeah, I'm thinking. Um, I'm thinking I'm gonna do the secret language of animals. I feel like that one. And how does it go again with the subjects, or do you just do general? I can't remember. I can do whatever you want. I prefer general mm-hmm. because it do what you like. It's the energy versus putting it in a like. I feel like when you ask for a specific type of reading, it kind of puts the reading in a box mm-hmm. versus letting it just kind of flow. But that's just mm-hmm. my opinion. Like it don't it don't like if you have a specific question, that's fine. I'm just, you know, speaking on my personal. Now I was gonna do a love one, but then I'm like, now nah, let's just do the general. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's just do the general. Cool. And you know, sometimes, sometimes that stuff comes up in the readings anyway. Like, you know, whether you specify it or not, if it's meant to come to you, it will. So. Yeah, you know. I'm excited. I'm like, damn, I ain't had one in a minute. <laughs> I know, right? Me too. Just burning a little bit of sage. I'm actually gonna do. Finally, got me a sound bowl, so I'm gonna clear the space with that really quick, and then we can get started. This is exciting. So, with your uh, tarot readings, like I know you said you want to try to get back into it. What on like what type of platform or what kind of thing could you envision doing like the next steps right so um i'm gonna i have now that i have my website up everything will be through that um my goal is to have it set up so people can just book and like it'll be like a a consultation fee Mm -hmm. um because like if it's just specifically for tarot reading then there probably won't need to be a, a, a consultation fee but i also do reiki uh, I just finished getting my level two Reiki certification. What's that? What was what was that? What's Reiki? Ah, yes. Yeah. So put me Reiki, on to something new. <laughs> right, right. Just it's all coming together. It all flows together. So Reiki is energy healing, mm-hmm. right? So um, I like examples and analogies. I feel like it gives a better, uh, it gives people better understanding. So a very basic level of Reiki is like when kids are running outside playing and then they trip and fall and they go crying to their mama like oh mama oh my knee like you know and yeah. the mom is like oh it's okay and she kisses it and she's like oh better and then the kid is like better mm-hmm. for real <laughs> yeah that's reiki like the kid genuinely feels better and mm-hmm. it's because the energy has been transferred from the mom to the child in that a makes it feel area, okay which is where right where the child was hurt which makes them feel better right Mm -hmm. and then a more extreme and advanced version of reiki is like literal like joint um relocation like putting a joint back into place or like if bones have been misplaced like you can put them back into place and like for example like bunions on feet a lot of times that's because people are constant it's like blunt trauma right Mm -hmm. sort of like like um my family they played a lot of sports so a lot of them have a bunion on where their big toe like is and where it's supposed to be flat, it pokes out. That's because when you play sports, you know, your foot is always stopping. And so that joint gets jammed. Yeah. And a lot of people go to get surgery to get that bone cut. When you don't have to do that, you can use Reiki to maneuver it back into place over a period of time. 
Damn. And so instead of doing major surgery, there's a lot of things that can be fixed with Reiki healing. And so that's what I've been learning. And there's um, various ways that you can, you know, do Reiki. Um, but it's all about energy healing through the form of like, you know, sometimes touch, sometimes not touch. Um, but that's what it is. Excuse me. It's energy healing. Um, and, it, you know, it's good to have like, like understanding your energy centers in your body. Um, and understanding how they affect you and like, you know, just the effect that it has on your body. But it's just like how doctors practice and how being a doctor is a practice. Reiki is a practice. It's a continued, you know, practice. It's a discipline. You keep going, you keep learning more, you keep doing it. And, um, yeah, I just finished my level two, uh, yesterday when I was out there at Village Fest, I was doing some Reiki on people donation based Mm -hmm. and I get a certain amount of hours of, you know, actually doing Reiki on people. And I've been doing it for a while now, but I but yesterday I did I did a good bit, and so I finished my level two um, yesterday. And level three is a Reiki master, and that's when I can start teaching it to other people. So, hey, you on yeah. your grind, man? Yes, it's all coming together. It's all coming together. <laughs> yeah, like your vibe, just how you're just like so peaceful, and you're like, yeah, like it's just not something that you you fake or nothing it's just how you are and it's just like a genuine energy yeah that you put out put out and it's like it's such like relieving to know it's people like you because like i said like you can walk up to somebody and just feel like they're not a good person but ever since like i've known you i'm like it's just like you know if you needed a dollar you'll be like Oh, here's two fifty. <laughs> Go. Right, right. You know, that's the type of love I want. Yeah. And honestly, that's the type of love that I get. You know, like every now and then you run into those people who, like you said, aren't really the brightest people. And I don't mean that as smart, it's just saying in terms of like energy and like really they just be needing some love. Like for real. Like yeah. love is the answer. And and like not to the like I've had to learn to love in a way that doesn't drain me. Um, and because, because of how genuine my, like I, I am, like I, it's a lot of people, you know, people will take advantage of that, you know what I'm saying? Totally. So you have to learn the limits, you have to learn your boundaries and you have to learn when to give and when not to. Mm-hmm. But what I've realized is even in those times where I gave a little too much, a lot of times those people really needed it. Yeah. They really needed it, you know? And so it's all about unconditional love, but unconditional love with boundaries because <laughs> mm-hmm. you yeah. give way too much and be exhausted and they don't give a fuck about your cup being right. empty they just like shit mine's still halfway full so i'm good you'll figure it out right they'll be all right yeah <laughs> yeah crazy. but yeah okay i'm about to do this reading so give me a second i'm about to do this play the sound bowl okay let <laughs> uh, can get started All right, Spirit, what do you have for sex today? Let's get it. Let's get it. All right. <laughs> right. Ooh. Ooh. Uh. So you, 
Right. <laughs> it's already, look, they already popped out that quick, but it's, it's a beautiful red. I like how this is looking. So you have, you have the Ace of, uh, the Ace of Wands. <laughs> I always get that crazy enough. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you got the Ace of Wands and you got the Seven of Pinnacles reversed. Uh, so, so far. Um, you have the number one and the number seven. One plus seven is eight, mm-hmm. right? And that, matter of fact, let me get my numerology book. I just bought a new numerology book, so I've been learning more about that. So I'm just about to see what I can get from that. But basically, eight is a number of abundance. Eight also represents uh, battery, represents like the battery, like the, the power source, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so um, make sure that you are staying uh charge is kind of what i'm getting from that like make sure that you put when you gotta unplug unplug Mm -hmm. um, and make sure that you're utilizing your resources in a way that is efficient for you and make sure you're you're like you know keeping enough keeping enough that you you are sustained and you are charged um and then also like giving so that you can have that space to receive too so don't always be on one end or the other like don't always be giving 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 but also don't stop yourself from receiving either. Mm-hmm. And um, just know that as you, as you're building, sometimes there's going to be times where like you don't have anything to give because it's got to go into what you're building. Mm-hmm. And you shouldn't feel bad for that because it happens. Like sometimes you got to put you first. Uh, another card that I just seen, it fell out with a few cards, but the card that was up top was the Ace of Wands. Or excuse me, the Ace of Swords. So you got two aces. Okay. And let me see what that means, though, because that means something. Two aces. Uh, it's the Ace of Wands and the Ace of Swords. Because that means something. I just don't remember. Uh, an important partnership. So maybe there's a partnership that's coming through that you just really have to make sure that you're establishing the correct boundaries and giving and receiving. Like it's like once you know yourself and know what you need and know what you can and can't give, uh, the partnership can come and it can be in a way that is is, uh, is beneficial to you both. Mm-hmm. So when I say partnership, it doesn't necessarily mean uh, romantic or business or um, I mean it can be it can be anything you yeah. know just some sort of partnership. But what ha- what's what what will create the space for that partnership to come through is you establishing and knowing what you can and can't give. Yeah. Um, but you have plenty to give. That doesn't mean you should give all of it. Everything. I need, I need some gifts. <laughs> right. You feel me? Like, <laughs> so that you can attract somebody who wants to treat you. Like, you know, that's kind of the energy, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, and then you got the Six of Wands, which is interesting. I got the Six of Wands in the reading earlier, and uh, that represents victory. Six of Wands is a very victorious card. It, it's like on my deck, there's a person on a on a on a white horse, and they got on like this cheetah print fur. Okay, they coming through. We build it with this red, beautiful like. I don't even know, headdress thing that's like long and flowy. There's a lot of red in the card, which is like passion, you know. So it's like, yeah, like you on a victory lap right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, very abundant. And like celebrate yourself. You deserve to celebrate the small wins. Celebrate what you have built. Celebrate all the experiences that have come together to bring you to this point because 
you are victorious. You know what I'm saying? You just got to be able to see that and also understand that just because, again, going back, just because you have that, you know, that abundance and that victory, like everybody can't come with you and people don't need to be eating off your plate (laughs) straight like that. And then another card you got, you got an eight. So it's the eight of pentacles. So you have a six, seven and an eight. Um, So that makes me think anytime I see a sequence, it makes me think level up. It makes me think step up. It makes me think, you know, transition into the next level. And that this eight of pentacles is reversed as well, too. And with the eight of pentacles, he's working on like you can see him like he's got like a hammer in his hand and he's working on one of one of the pentacles on the desk. And it's like he's basically like crafting something. Mm-hmm. And so it's like as you're crafting, you know, hold it tight, hold it near and, and work, you know, closely with it because that is it is your baby. But you're you're tapping into abundance in a way that is new. So it'll be kind of like, you know, you're at a victory point, like I said. So it's like, you know, kind of. It's like you can bask in it, but keep working. You feel me? Keep yeah. doing your thing, because what you're doing is working, and what you're doing is bringing you what you what you want. And now you're able to maneuver in a way where you can tap directly into what you want and make the adjustments from there. So yeah, the biggest thing from your reading is just know when to pivot and know when to make adjustments and know that that's okay because the only thing the only thing that um, is guaranteed is change. Mm-hmm. And really, when you're changing, you're growing, you're evolving. That's how it's supposed to happen. Because, um, you know, and I say this all the time, but I'll say it all the time because it's very true. A caterpillar is not a butterfly. But at the same time, it is. Or a butterfly was a caterpillar, you know. But those mm-hmm. are two totally different entities. Those are two totally different beings. Um, and it took some change. It took some sacrifice. It took some hurt. It took some darkness. But once you're out flying, you out flying. And you ain't got to eat like a caterpillar no more. You ain't got to walk oh. like a caterpillar. No <laughs> you, ain't gotta, you know what I'm saying? You're not a caterpillar no more. You yeah. butterfly. Act like that and make sure that Boss you up. are amongst other butterflies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, don't keep hanging out with the caterpillars if you a whole butterfly. Right. It's just no need. It's just no need. So, Dang. But yeah, that was um, what I got from it. I'm, I'm pretty much done. Yeah. Everything else that. That that kind of like brings everything kind of full circle to kind of what I was saying. Like I was saying, um, just with uh, like how I said, this whole year I've been feeling uncreative and everything, and I kind of laid back and just was going through like a creative depression. And now, like in the last month, I've been feeling like my normal self again to create, to work with people, to like try different stuff. And now I'm feeling like I'm packing up my portfolio to when I do get into like July, I'm just dropping a bunch of different stuff because I haven't dropped nothing since like May. And so I think now I'm getting back into the thing where. I'm like you said, like leveling up to where I'm doing different stuff on videos. I'm trying different ways. I'm doing different type of photo shoots, and I like I've I've been noticing like yeah I have been like saying like okay like we're gonna we're gonna step back and like even though this whole year like from June of last year to June of this year it seemed like it was five years ago. But it was only a year ago. <laughs> That's how you know. Yeah, it's it's yeah, been fact. a yeah, it's been a long year and I'm like, it's so many things that have happened in my life 
that I didn't sit and say, wow, we did that because I was just so stuck on, I want to move to California. I'm not going to celebrate that or I'm not where I want to be right now or I ain't got the job that I want that's going to make me feel like I'm successful. So I wasn't looking at like the small stuff. Yeah, the small win and the small wins will keep you going. Yeah, I you gotta learn to celebrate them because if you, it's like you just like you say you just kind of lose sight of what's right in front of you. Like there's a treasure chest beneath your feet all the time. Yeah, you gotta be able to it, it it's a crazy <laughs> thing to think about because like in this whole last year I did so much and I don't think I've ever stopped to sit and be like, wow, I did that. Wow, I did this during a whole like pandemic. I never, I did yeah. so much in like a year, but never sat and said, dang, I did this. It might have been for like five, ten minutes after it happened, but never sat there and been like, you know, let's take a day off. Let's treat ourselves. But it's like so crazy because now that I'm sitting here talking about it, I'm like, wow, I did a lot over the last year, even though it feels like I haven't done nothing. I have done a lot. Even though I wasn't wh- where I'm wanting to be right now, like, I've still did a lot. And I've recognized, like how I said, like, for the last two, three years, I kept being like, I got to be in California. I got to be in California. And just even stepping back and seeing that's not the choice that I need, <laughs> that's an accomplishment. Because for so so many years, I was just attached to being like, yeah, I'm trying to be in California. I'm trying to be in California. Not really saying what I need to be in California for, but I knew like, oh, if I'm in California and I'm surrounded by opportunities, it's just going to come. And now that I said, okay, we're going to move out there for a month to see how it is. It's not that easy. And if it is that easy, they not respecting you. Yeah. And then it's like you just realize, like, wow, it's not up to me to go a certain place for certain opportunities. Like, you literally create them wherever you happen to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I I say, you know, it's so many people that are looking for black photographers that's looking for black women photographers that's, you know, they just looking for the diversity in the industry. And I'm like, you know, if I sit over here and make unique, different stuff for me that I like or I'm just working with people that I'm cool with and it just be some organic stuff that we just did just because you know it's going to show the creative side plus whoever loves it is going to share it and that might be my ticket to be where it's like yeah we want you to just come out here for a week in LA and we'll pay for it and it's like okay but right living out there nah (laughs) right i'm not paying 1500 for a studio (laughs) right that don't make no sense (laughs) yeah that that reading definitely helps because and, and just you know giving more than what i'm receiving even though i have a lot in my cup to give I was giving way too much of myself this past year to people that were unappreciative. Yeah, and that'll drain. Yeah, so quick. Boy. I was gonna so- say that really drained me because I was working with people, and a lot of them were, 
either saying this or that or they want this or that and the budgets wasn't there or nothing like and i'm just like i mean well i can't do that or i'm not i'm not um educated on how to do that and then it was just turned into this full-blown argument where they thought i was coming off aggressive but i'm just like hey i never said i knew how to do this you know see that's 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 a boundary you feel me? You were setting a boundary and they reacted in, in a way yeah. that was so pleasant. And that's that's a surefire sign that you don't need to be around them folks. If mm-hmm. you try to set a boundary and then they react in a in a way that like makes you feel bad or like they're trying to like talk junk or whatever the mm-hmm. case may be, like that's you don't need to be around them people because they don't respect you. If somebody can't respect your boundaries, like they don't respect you. And I had to learn that. I really had to learn that the hard way in a lot of cases, but you have to be, and it's good that you were setting the boundary in the first place. Because yeah. that's when you know. When you set a boundary and somebody tries to run over it or they try to get mad about it, you know they don't really, you know, they're not really rocking with you like that. Yeah, it took me a few months, but, like, literally that was one of the downfalls of my creativeness because I was putting, you know, when you happy and you putting so much into a project and you're like, oh my God, this is dope. That is dope. Then you showed the project to the person and they're like, mm, I don't like this. I don't like that. Yeah, take that out. Never mind. Put that back in because this person said they like it. It's like it will literally piss you off. And that's literally was probably the start of like my creative depression last year because I was like working with so many people just to try to, you know, try new things during the uh, pandemic just because I'm like, I got Adobe, I got all these different softwares and I pay for it every month. Why not? Why not um, sit here and try music videos? Why not try animation? And um, a lot of people wasn't appreciative, and it really took a toll on me trying to help people out. And that's when yeah. I realized I got to step back because it's like I'm giving my all, and you you not seeing that. You just seeing the stuff that I'm saying no towards, but I have a reason to say no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's not up to you to explain none of that. <laughs> and I'm, I'm learning that slowly but it's still hard just like to say no and just have a period at the end right but it's no. so common to know that I am tr- working towards it and even though I might give one or two words or some after no like I definitely came a long way to because back in the day you might get a whole paragraph no because I am now it's like nah I ain't got I ain't got time for it today oh right (laughs) I ain't got time and And, you know it's so funny lately that has made that that saying right there has made a (laughs) lot more sense and on the other end the oh I got time today like both of those makes so much more sense to me mm-hmm. now <laughs> it's oh like, my god it makes so much more sense to me now <laughs> the older we get the better understanding of where it's like yeah i definitely you ain't gotta say it. i see it in y'all <laughs> right <laughs> see, I, just life man i'm like i was sitting the other day just thinking about life and i said damn we really the new grown-ups like when the hell did this really happen 
Right. It just smacks you in the face, too. Like, it's like, oh, okay, this is... Uh, yeah, I got to buy laundry I, detergent, <laughs> socks, toilet paper. Like, I remember just coming and it was in the house. I ain't never seen my mom right. buy it. Now I got to right. buy it. Now right. I got to figure out if I want the pods or if I want liquid washing right. detergent. I'm like, God, Lee, it really got to this point. I got car insurance, <laughs> car note, rent. I'm like, right. God, Lee, we really adults about in this piece. I'm telling you. Yeah. Real out here. <laughs> yeah, and just trying to stay sane through it all is like one of the probably the hardest, but like just staying positive and doing what feeds you like mm -hmm. feed your soul and even if it doesn't pay or whatever it's good to know that you have like at least one thing that you like doing even if it's like road trips by yourself eating ice cream one day a week like it's good to just have that one thing where you keep it to yourself you might not even have to share it with anybody just because you don't want people's opinions right it's just whatever you need do do give yourself what you need so, so that you know how to make sure people they ain't, ain't like overstepping your boundaries because you know what you need and like yeah mm -hmm. so it's so important don't second guess yourself i was about to say right. what what are some like self-care methods that you practice on like an everyday basis just to keep like your energy right and tight just what makes you stay peaceful happy on a daily basis Spend time alone. <laughs> Spend time alone. Like alone, quiet, and meditation. Period. Because that's when everything will come up that yeah. needs to be addressed. That's when the messages that you need to receive from God can come through. Mm -hmm. That's when certain things just kind of dawn on you. Like you get information that you didn't even know. You start realizing you know stuff and you don't know how you know it. You just know it. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And then another thing I do, too, when I shower, I shower in the dark with, like, candles lit. Oh. Uh, and I play meditation music on a speaker. And the, so every time I'm showering. That peaceful as hell. Oh no lie. God. It is. <laughs> I got to do it every single day. So I know that even if I don't meditate outside of that, I know I meditate it every day because I shower every day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And during that time, I you know, that's when I'm. Uh, really like i'm cleansing the intention is to cleanse not just my body but my mind my spirit and my emotions you know um everything i do is a ritual you know it's uh and so i i think of everything as that so if i'm doing a ritual that doesn't seem to be manifesting what i want i need to cut that ritual out something about saying something about calling everything you do a ritual changes how you perceive it or for, at least for me mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and then um something else spend time in nature i'm always barefoot on the on a, put my feet barefoot on the earth <laughs> um getting some water you know what i'm saying whether it be in the form of a bath i went wakeboarding for the first time the other day oh uh, how that was it oh my god it was so much fun i was sore i'm still sore that was like <laughs> three days ago four days ago. i'm still sore <laughs> where you doing at the beach no it's a place here um like 30 45 minutes away from um where i'm at near ant like it's called uh, Elevated Wake, Elevated Park, Elevated Wake Park or something like that. Damn. I might have to check so it out. So I need to go again. I'm probably going to go again this week. 
So, and staying fit is another thing. Like, mm-hmm. um, whether it be running, wakeboarding was great exercise. I went to a dance class the other day, like dancing, like, um, and so staying fit. And the last thing I would say is paying attention to my inner child. So the six-year-old you still exists in a parallel universe of when you were at that time in your life of a six-year-old you. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you got to go back and visit you. You feel me? And so I do crazy. that. Meditation. That's you know? crazy. So how how do you like talk to your like six year old self? So there's various ways and everything that I do, like it's individual to me. Everybody can find their own special way of doing it. But for me, like, um, I just think back to those times or I'll look at a picture of myself from that time or I'll revisit doing something that I like to do during that time. Mm-hmm. Um, because the the key is like, I don't have any children of my own, so I live for my inner child as if she's my child. Because she is, you know? And yeah. so I make her happy. What did what did six-year-old Raven like to do? How can I find that out? Maybe ask my parents. Maybe ask my grandparents. Maybe ask my cousins that remember or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Find out what you like to do at that time and do, go do that. When I was a kid, when I was younger, I loved Beyonce. Like, loved her. Like, I would sing <laughs> in the air and pretend to be Beyonce. So you know what I do sometimes? I sing in the mirror and pretend to be me <laughs> instead yeah. of being. I realized I was just she was just an she was just an archetype that could represent my higher self. And so now instead of singing in the mirror and pretending to be Beyonce, I sing in the mirror and pretend to be my higher self. Yeah. So that I know to show up as my highest self every day. I'm no longer saying, "Oh, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that." It, I, it's I am that. What does my best life look like, and how can I do that? today and so you know those are some of the things that i do meditate and sit and just go back to that space and time when i was a certain age and you know and then too on the other end recognize how you were traumatized as a child and do what you need to do to um validate those traumas so that they can be released from your nervous system Mm. because what happens is trauma is stored in your nervous system your body remembers all of that and so when certain things trigger you, it's really not that person or that thing that triggers you. It's a memory that's being triggered. And the way to the way to heal that is to validate it. Something happened to you at, a, at you know, a time. And it, when it's triggered, like it's because during that time when it happened, it wasn't validated as danger. It wasn't validated as trauma. And so your body stores it and holds on to it. But the minute you validate it and you recognize it as trauma and you recognize it as what it is, it can be released from your nervous system wow. and that makes you a lot more peaceful. It lot makes you a lot more, you know, relaxed. Um, so yeah, those are some of the things that I do. And of course, writing poetry. Yeah. that That's crazy that you said that because on Friday I watched the uh, Mary J. Blige documentary and she was talking about how when she was like right, oh, right now, not when she was writing my life, she was saying like right now she, you know, goes back and talks to like the childhood Mary, the teenage Mary, because she's, she literally said the same things that you were saying. Like, that's my child. I got to take care of her. And like, literally she was saying the same exact things. Like she doesn't marry. She doesn't go to therapy, but she just says like, you know, I got to sit there and take care of them because they are still, you know, here. 
yeah. they're still a part of me and I got to make sure she's taken care of. I got to talk to that Mary to let her know that, you know, it's okay to be you. It's so interesting that you said it. Cause I've just, I've been meaning to watch that after I've seen, I seen an interview uh, or her recent interview with the breakfast club where mm-hmm. she was saying, she didn't know, she was worth what she was worth. And I could relate. So I'm glad you brought that up. Cause I wanted to go visit that, but I, I didn't know that she had talked about that too. Yeah. It's so it's so important. Like we, we exist in a quantum reality like it's 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 like we are still parts of us got stuck in certain places in our life like and so it's replaying again and again in this place and it's just it's wild it's kind of like i don't know i don't it's just it's just interesting like we exist in a multi multiple multiplicity of time periods i guess is the best way to put it so it's important to cater to the ones that you can yeah that's it it's so crazy like literally y'all was sounding word from word like about the inner child and just trauma and just nurturing your your other selves like the younger mm-hmm. yous and i never thought about that like literally before i watched that documentary i never thought about oh yeah like you need to take care of the childhood you because you did go through stuff even if it was like just bullying or you not getting something that you want like it's okay to go back and be like that you know at that point you really wanted that but you didn't need it you still came out straight You, you did this that and the third and I'm just thinking back on it like I'm like, dang, if the younger me knew me now, like, she'll be like, wow, you're so cool. <laughs> Cause, right, right. And I'm just I like, feel, that's crazy. I feel that. It's like I live, I think about that daily. It's like I want to be the girl, I want to be the woman that my childhood self was envisioning all this time and, like, you know, like, just thought was so cool. And, like, I live for her. Like, I live to make her happy. Like, I think about how, like, like when I started modeling, it was because when I was a kid, I used to watch America's Next Top Model, and I wanted yeah. to model so bad. So when I was finally modeling, like, the little girl in me was just ecstatic, you know? <laughs> she was just she was just so excited. I could feel it. I could sense it. And that brings, like, the childlike energy to my life. It's like, you got to make adult decisions. You got to be mature. You got to be, you know, make choices that are very real and very true. But at the same time, we're all still children of God. And so when you can bring that childlike energy to yourself, you can bring that love energy back. You can bring that genuineness back, that just love for life. You can bring it back, you know. And that's crazy because once you said that about, you know, how you got into modeling, like I'm like, I sit over here and I I do little things and I meet people and I go places. But I, I never stopped to be like, wow, this is like a moment. Like my childhood itself will be screaming like, just jumping up and down just would be probably heart stopped about some yeah. stuff that I do and I don't even flinch and that's like one of the things where you were saying like we need to stop and appreciate the moments because a lot of people don't get to do like do stuff that they childhood version of them would be excited about but like we get so caught up to where it's like oh it's a different day I'm at a different meeting but literally we need to really start start stopping and just be like wow like from day one of me doing this or that like could I imagine me being here let's just stop and give myself like some acknowledgement but that's so crazy because I'm like I I do so much 
And I don't think over these past couple of years I have stopped and said, wow, like, we've came so far. So far. Like, dang, how did we really get here? And that's just, like, so crazy to me that I just thought about that. Mm. Yeah, I'm glad you said it like that. Because life is the journey. You know, the journey is life. I I watched this video. You should look it up. And everybody that's listening should look it up. Mm -hmm. Something I watched on YouTube and it was saying life. It was like, uh, life is not a journey. And I was like, what? I've always heard life is the journey. And I just said (laughs) it, but I'll say this. Because it, it was basically saying life is like music. You don't listen to music for the very last note. You don't listen for music to hear that last note. You listen to music so that you can enjoy the music as it's happening. So for us to think that we're trying to get to a specific destination in life is as if you're listening to music to hear the very last note and that's it, which is crazy. You're listening to music so you can dance and sing along as it's happening. You're in this life so you can dance and sing along as it's happening. You feel me? Yeah. So everybody should look that up. Life is not a journey. I think it's Alan Watts. Life that is not a journey. It's music. You should be dancing and singing along as it's happening, not waiting for one specific note to play. Yeah, one specific part to be like, hey, we, right. <laughs> we surf. <laughs> like, from the first second, you should be enjoying it and just take it yeah. all the way through your body and just let it resonate. Exactly. That's exactly. dope, though. Life is not a journey. Yeah, I'm going to check that out. That's crazy. Damn. Yes. I well, know, right? <laughs> I was about to say, so where can the people buy your book at? Yeah, so I have a website. Uh, it's called The Raven's Journey. So The Raven, like a raven bird, Raven's Journey. Uh, and yeah, you can just look that up, www.theravensjourney.com. And you can go on there and buy it. Uh, it's also in the link in my bio on my Instagram, uh, the website is. So you can go to r-a-y-o-dot-k-a-l-i-ryo-kali on instagram and follow me on instagram and then click the link in the bio which is my website you can buy the book and yeah dang well i appreciate you coming through like it's always (laughs) it's always some joy it's always some nah i feel that i no same It's like, it's just, yeah, it's always refreshing. <laughs> nah, well, I, I definitely appreciate you coming through. And like she said, y'all can go to her uh website and her Instagram, cop her book. She might do a tarot card reading for you, depending on your energy. <laughs> um, But yeah, just follow her. She's a dope person that, you know, puts out a lot of great energy. And y'all should get to know her. <laughs> 